Right on, right on, right on. Live right. Live right. In the real world. Right on radio. Right on radio. Hello, everyone. I'm Beulah. Welcome to Saturday Night Sermon. Let us begin with a word of prayer. Father, I just want to thank you for this time and this privilege, Lord, that we can come together for the hearing of your word. And yes, Lord, as I humble myself and hide behind the cross, Lord Jesus, I just ask that you take your word and anoint it, Lord, that that the word of God reach to every heart that hears the sound of my voice. And Holy Spirit, that you bear witness to the truth that is spoken, God, as, as you would lead, to teach, and to direct. That, Lord, to see this message, to see the word of God into our hearts and into our soul. Bury it deep in us, Lord, and germinate and let it cause it to grow forth into a tree that bears forth much fruit. Most of all, Lord, to align us in our soul and in our hearts before you and unto you, so that, God, that which you have purposed, Lord, shall be accomplished in Jesus' name. So I just invite your presence right now, O Lord, and, and take this podcast for the glory of your kingdom and only for the glory of you. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray. Amen. Well, it's been a while, and so I was asking the Lord if he has a message and what he would want to say in this um, Saturday night sermon. And the thing that, the only word that I kept hearing is the, the fundamental. And he has impressed upon my heart that he wants us to get our fundamentals right. This is not a uh, message that we're hearing for the first time. In fact, we have been hearing this message for a while. And there is a reason why God keeps hammering it, because there is a critical importance that, that the Lord wants us to seriously take heed and follow and obey that which he is directing. Because he is doing a new work and he is pouring forth a mighty outpouring. And God's desire is for his sons and his daughters, us, his children, to be in that place where we can be filled and be um, vessels to be partakers of what he is doing across the earth. It would be a shame to miss this move, but it would be a great joy when we experience the demonstration of God's reality and God's power upon this earth. It is his grace, you know, when we can partake and share this move he doesn't need us but he desires of us because he wants us to be in communion with him to share with him to be part of what he's doing this is an expression of god's intimacy with us so so as i was waiting for um for what he would lead and direct and this understanding came to let the word of God become your reality of life on this earth and in this world. To let the word of God 
the desires and the thought and the intent of God to become your reality of life in this world, in this physical world on this earth. So it's not um, just having the word of God in our mental understanding and our mental comprehension, but a reality of force, a truth in your life, in your inner life that you live right out on this world. In Genesis 1, when the earth was full of darkness and chaos and deep darkness on the face of its waters, kind of like what we are having right now, when we have chaos, confusion, and darkness, and evil that we've not yet, you know, we've not seen and encountered before. The Spirit of God is moving, as it says in Genesis chapter 1. In verse 2, the earth was without form and an empty waste. The earth did not start and begin as a without form and empty waste because in verse 1 it says, In the beginning God created, he made the heavens and the earth. And then in verse 2 he says that the earth was without form and an empty waste. When God created, he created something that is good. He created something that's full of life, an expression of him in the glory of his light. So something had happened to the earth that it became without form and an empty waste. This speaks of mass, massive and destruction on a whole new level that we've not known. This speaks of utter waste. And darkness was upon the face of the very deep. Darkness without an essence of light, without an essence of life. It was upon the entire earth. So it is in this state of destruction that we find that the spirit of the living God was moving. And it was moving over the face of the waters of the earth. So as the world right now is going through and experiencing this storm and seeing this, this great darkness that's being unveiled and revealed on a global scale, the Spirit of God is moving. He's moving over the nations and over the earth. And in Genesis, is God says, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And he separated the light, the holy, true, pure light from that which is unholy, that which is uh, impure. He separated the light from the darkness. So this paints a prophetic picture of what God is doing in our time and in our generation and, and the time forth, henceforth. The earth right now is full and filled with this great deep darkness that's being brought to the fore. And God is moving to bring a separation. He is moving to bring forth his light. And what is this light that he's bringing forth right now? And that is the light of the glory of his kingdom, the kingdom of God. Jesus said that in the days of his coming, the gospel of the kingdom of God will be preached to all creation, all nations. 
and then he comes. So there will be a, a moving of the Spirit of God to bring forth the kingdom of God. And this, this move of his glory will bring forth, will shed forth the light of God, the true, pure, holy light. Not the counterfeit false light, but the true, what is true, what is pure, and what is holy. So when the Spirit of God brings and he harvests over the earth, when he moves, he brings about this wind of change. And in this wind of change, it will usher in a new thing. It is a way through the mighty waters. As Isaiah tells us, we see that in Isaiah chapter 43, it says that in verse 16, that says the Lord who makes a way through the sea and a path through the mighty waters. So as the Spirit of God moves over the earth right now, he is making a way through the chaotic sea of darkness and evil. And he is opening a path through the mighty waters of oppression and destruction. And he continues to say, says, thus says the Lord, who brings forth the chariot and horse, the army and mighty warrior. And he says this, they lie down together. They cannot rise. They are extinguished. They are quenched like a lamb weak. You hear what he says here? The word of God says that as he makes a way through this chaotic sea and a path through the mighty waters of this great oppression, God will cause them to lie down. He will cause them to lie down together and they cannot rise before him. And they will be extinguished they will be quenched like a lamb weak. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 17. And so God says to us, Therefore, therefore, do not remember the things of old. Do not remember the former things of the past. What is past is past. Do not look and think and yearn for the past, the pre, you know, the, the, the days that we had more than a couple of years ago. Do not remember those times. Do not yearn for those times because it's, we, we are not going to go back to that time. Those things are past. They are the former. Forget about it. Because in verse 19, the Lord says, Behold, I am doing a new thing and it shall spring forth. Do you not perceive? Do you not know it? And will you not give heed to it? And I will even make a way in this wilderness and rivers in this desert. You hear the word of the Lord. God is saying here that he, as he brings about this wind of change, he will do for this new thing. He will make a way through these mighty waters. He will make a way in this wilderness and it shall spring forth. So as he brings down the evil deeds, as he judged 
the works of evil, as he brings forth the harvest of evil against those who have been doing this, who have been planning to bring forth this great oppression of control worldwide over all nations. God is going to cause them to lie down. Then they will not rise and they cannot rise and they will be extinguished. Because he, and at the same time, he is making a way in the midst of all this chaos. So this is the wind of change that God is bringing about. Because he, he is not done with this earth. He is not done with our generation. There, is still, there are still things yet to be fulfilled according to the prophetic word of God in the scripture. In the days of when the world will be under a one man dominion, it will not be in a time when the body of Christ is unable to arise. It will not be a time when the people of God are quaking in fear. It will be a time where the church of God, where the people of God, the body of Christ will be, will, will rise up in his glorious way to, in demonstration of the gospel of the kingdom, in power, in boldness, not in fear. So there is still much to be done. God is not yet done and he is bringing forth this move, which is why this the wind of change of the spirit is blowing across the earth. You will begin to hear the sound of the body of Christ rising, the spirit of joy and bonus arising. You will hear this in the days ahead, in the times ahead, because the spirit of change, of the wind of change is bringing forth this new move. It is the wind that ushers in the glory of the kingdom of God. So when the winds of change comes, it, the former things will be passed. As, it, as they pass, God will bring about the new thing. So in this new thing, it, it will not be by the traditions of man and religion, which means it will not be by the practices of man and religion. It will be by the move of God's Holy Spirit. The move of God's Holy Spirit comes like a wind. You do not know where it comes and where it goes. But it, when it comes, it blows right by. It comes and blows right through. So that will be how the move of the wind of change will be. It will not be by the traditions of men and religion. It will also not be by old mindset of human understanding and human reasoning, but it will be by the revelation of the spirit of the living God. There will be an illumination of wisdom and knowledge, not in the human understanding, but by revelation, divine revelation by the spirit of the living God. It will not be by the knowledge of what is good and what is evil. It will not be by the knowledge of philosophy and of spirituality that denounces and denies the existence of God, the creator of heaven and earth. It will be by the way of the tree of life, 
by the word of life, which is the Lord Jesus Christ himself, the risen Son of God from the grave, who bore our sins and weaknesses, our, our sorrows upon himself, who gave him his life and shed his blood on the cross, went to the grave and on the third day rose up, rose again, and is resurrected into the hands of the Father. He is the tree of life. He is the word of God. So it will not be by knowledge. It will be by the revelation of the Son of God through his Holy Spirit. And it says, continues to say uh, in chapter, I mean, in verse 20 of Isaiah 43, and when that comes, when that winds of change come, it will bring the beasts of the field to honor him, the jackals and the ostriches. Creation will recognize. Creation will know. They will see and they will know that he is God because he gives waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. And the people I formed for myself and they that they may set forth my praise. When this wind of God, when this hand and this move of God comes upon this earth and sweep across the globe, it will raise the sound of praise from his people. His people will know how to praise in the storm. They will know how to sing of their hope in the storm. And they will know how when they declare his word, they can hang on and cling on to his light for the glory of his kingdom in the days of darkness. So how would this come about for us? It is the alignment of his people that God is most concerned about, which is why he is hammering this message again and again and again. The fundamentals. In the fundamental, we have to be aligned. We have to be synced with him. Oneness with him. Oneness with God. We are aligned by and uh, be one with the word, aligned with the word, and be aligned in the spirit. The word and the spirit. The word of God and the spirit of God. These two goes together. It becomes the sword of the spirit, which is the living word of God. So in being one with the word, John chapter 8, Jesus said to those Jews who believe in him. So Jesus says to us, who would believe in him? If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciple. And then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. When you abide in my word, my commands, my statutes, my way, my principles, you abide in, you abide by my word in your life, practice in your life, live it in your life, exercise, move in your life with my word, then you will realize the truth. And in realizing the truth, you will know that the truth will set you free. And you will break you away from the chains and bondages that holds you 
to your perception that holds you to your understanding or mis misunderstanding. It will correct your perception, your perspective. And it will set you free from things and the change in the presence of your mind and presence of your soul. Matthew 4, it says, man shall not live. Jesus, this is the words of Jesus himself. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. This is our very sustenance, the word of God and the spirit. We cannot have our spiritual life effective. We cannot live an effective spiritual life if we do not have both at the same time. John 6, 63. It is the spirit who gives life and the words of truth that I have been speaking to you are spirit and life. This is the word of Jesus too. John chapter 6, verse 63. The words that I have been speaking to you are spirit and life. So we need to be aligned to what God says. We need to be aligned with the word of God. For too long, we have aligned ourselves with the news and media of the world through what men would tell us or through what organizations will organize together the information to broadcast to us. For too long, we have aligned with the understanding of the systems of the world, the way that the world works, the way that the world moves, and we order our lives by it. But the fact is that the ways and the systems of the world are held together, dictated and commanded by men, by a few men that dictate everything, that the, the, the way that they want the world to, be, to run, and ultimately under the dominion and power of a small few. For too long, we have ordered ourselves in that direction. But the Lord God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, our Father, our Lord, he now tells us, it is time now to align yourself with his word. It is now time for you to align with the word of God, to allow the word of God to direct you in all your ways, in all your paths, by which you act, by which you live, by which you conduct yourself, by which you formulate your mind and thinking and understanding. Be aligned and be in sync by the word of God instead. Not by what is out there in the world. Not by the ways of the world. Nor the ways of men. Nor the stories of men. But only the gospel of the kingdom. The story of the only one who gave his life for you. 1 Corinthians 6. Verse 17 and 20, Paul says here, but the person who is united to the Lord, who is in unison, in unity, in oneness with the Lord, he becomes one spirit with him. And you were brought with the price, fully paid for and made 
his own. So when we are one, when we put ourselves in alignment with him, following him his way, obeying him, loving him, worshiping him, being one in heart with him, we become one spirit with him. And when we are in one spirit with him, we come in full unity with him, full union, us in him and him in us. We abide in him and he abides in us and we become one. One with the word, one with the spirit, one sound, one beat. And so, you know, the realm of the spirit is very interesting. The realm of the spirit of God is not bound by these dimensions of the earth. It's not bound by the sphere of the earth. There is no limit. There is no end. Everything about God is infinite. So he knows the end from the beginning. He knows your future from the beginning. He knows your end from the beginning. The hope is in the future. Faith is in the now. You know, the faith of God and the faith in God is the kingdom currency. By kingdom currency, meaning that to operate and to function in the things of God, in the kingdom of God, Faith is the currency by which you connect and you transact. Transact. The world transacts by physical money and soon to be digital currency. But the kingdom of God, the realm of God's domain, transacts by kingdom currency, which is faith. And it is the faith that will bring the hope of the future into the reality of your present. Because Hebrews 11 tells us that. Hebrews 11 verse 1, it says, Now faith, now, now faith, the present faith, not tomorrow, nor future faith, now faith, right now, is the assurance of the things that we hope in the future for. And the now faith is the proof of things that we do not yet see. The now faith is the conviction of their reality. So faith is the pathway and the, the kingdom currency, the connector that brings the, the hope of the future into reality in the present. By faith, we understand that the walls were framed by the word of God so that we, what we see was not made by the things that are visible. So faith is the is the the currency and the connector that brings that frames the world into existence by the word of god it is the word of god that engages faith so how do we get this faith it is not an emotion for most faith is never an emotion faith is an element in the spirit a choice of the spirit and how do we get faith? Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by what people say. Hearing by news media. 
social media, faith by, you know, any other avenues? No. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So the faith of God and the faith in God can only be produced by the read by the word of God, by hearing of the word of God. Not hearing of the philosophy of men, not hearing of the, the stories of men, hearing by the word of God, what God says in his scriptures, what God says in his word from Genesis to Revelation. Not just, not just, you know, talking or chatting about it, but to sit and really dive into it. Open up the book, read it to yourself. When you read, you hear. So read the word of God to yourself. Read it to your heart. Read it to your innermost being. Read it to your spirit. Do it continuously. The more you practice, the more you will realize that at the end of hearing the word that you speak and you read to yourself, you will find a change in your innermost man. You, because you will find that is where faith springs up from within you, from the spirit of you that is fed by hearing the word of life, the word of God. So this is the danger when we become so consumed. If we consume mostly by news and current affairs, by the things, the truth movement, if we consume mostly by those things, eventually there will come a point in time where you, will, you can be easily shaken when everything in the world is shaken because that is not the foundation of the word of God. So if we pursue, if we spend most of our time listening to intel, listening to esoteric knowledge, listening to the schemes of the enemy, the schemes of darkness, the kingdom of darkness, if you spend most of your time feeding on those things, when chaos knocks at the door or when it sweeps across your nation, you will have difficulty finding the faith to stand because that has not been built, that has not been fed in your spirit, man. So faith can only come by hearing the word of God. But instead, you know, if we put in so if we put in more our effort hearing all the contrary hearing the news hearing hearing knowledge of darkness the more we know about darkness guess what the more we are susceptible to fear the more we are easily uh we can be easily knocked by panic fear is a force as much as faith is as well. Faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. Fear is the currency of the kingdom of darkness. They both work the same way, but they point to the exact opposite place, opposite direction.
So what I'm trying to say here is, and what the Lord is emphasizing here is, people, us, get our fundamentals right. Set it in the right place. It's time, it's time, it's time to feed and build your spirit man. Because the move of God is moving and is bringing a new thing. It's going to pour out the glory of the kingdom of God upon this earth. In a time that is in its darkest days, the glory of, king, the, glory of the kingdom of God will shine at its light. So start feeding, aligning yourself with the word of God. Aligning yourself to the move of God. Be one in his word. Be one with his Holy Spirit. And let the word of God become your reality of life. Let it frame your hope into your present reality on this earth, in this world, in your lifetime. So therefore abide, abide in him and no one else, nothing else. Abide in him. For in doing so, we will have confidence and knowing that we are His. And if we are His, we will not be shaken. You know, in Numbers chapter 13, Joshua and Caleb, out of the entire um, population of the children of Israel, only Joshua and Caleb, these two men, they are the only ones who allow the word of God to frame their reality, to frame the hope of a future into their present reality. When Moses sent the 12 spies into the enemy's camp, 10 saw the giants. And in fact, all of them saw the giants. All 12, jo uh, including Joshua and Caleb, they saw the giants. They saw everything that is intimidating. They saw the huge wall. They saw everything that is that looked impenetrable. In fact, the, the, the Hebrews, they look like, they, they see themselves as grasshoppers before the land of giants, which is the enemy's camp. And when they saw, they came back and brought a report back to Moses and to the people of Israel. Out of the 12, 10 of them said the same thing. It's hopeless. 10 of them put their focus on what they see with their eyes, what they have heard with their ears, the sounds and everything that's coming forth from the enemy's camp. And they said this. We are like grasshoppers before them. And the rest of the, the Hebrew Israelites, the rest of the children of Israel, when they heard, when they heard this report, when they heard this news, this current affairs of darkness, the kingdom of darkness, they said, why do we even come here? Why, why do we even want to go to war? We, there's nothing, there's no hope, there's no hope, there's no hope. Because they have aligned themselves, they have seen and aligned themselves with everything that's contrary against the word of hope in the kingdom of God. The promises that God has given to Moses to tell the people of Israel that I will deliver you. And when he brought them out of the Red Sea, God told Moses and Moses gave the word to the children of Israel that I will go before you and I will cause you to overcome the enemy's camp. There are a few that were named and all these 
enemies camp had giants in them, evil and giants in them. And God said, I will bring you to conquer over them. God already spoke the future for them. But they did not align to the word of God. Only Joshua and Caleb. Because they had a different spirit. They had aligned with the word of God. They had seen that hope. They had embraced that hope and brought them into the future. And it brought them into the present. They brought their future into the present. And out of the entire generation of Israelites, none of them, because they did not hang, they did not cling on to the word of faith to unto God. They did not build themselves into believing. They believed the world. They believed the enemy. They believed the kingdom of darkness. They did not believe the kingdom of God. And because of their lack of faith, they were not permitted to enter the promised land. And so the entire generation passed. The entire generation died in their time. But Joshua and Caleb were the only two that God permitted and God raised them. And they led the next generation to conquer the enemy's camp. And they, they did conquer the enemy's camp. So you see, the having the word of God produces faith in us to act, to follow, to obey, to trust, to believe. Not in the physical, not in the surrounding, but in the one whom we serve with the one whom we belong to. Now is the time. Now is the time to seed yourself, to build yourself in the word of life, in the word of hope. So dig into the word of God. Feed into the word of God for yourself. Read it for yourself. Read to yourself. So therefore, abide in him, 1 John chapter 2, verse 28. Abide in him, permanently in him, so that we will have perfect confidence and boldness and assurance, and we will not be ashamed when he comes. For if you know that he is absolutely righteous, you will also know that everyone who does righteously by him is born and is begotten of him. Is It belongs to him. You belong to him. Not to a group of people who think they can dominate the entire world. Not to people, not to a group of people who serve the kingdom of darkness and call Lucifer their God. But you belong to the one who created the heavens and the earth. You belong to the one who created all that is creation. You belong to the one who breathed life into your very being. You belong to the one who gave his life for you. So I pray that you be blessed and may this word encourage you, take stock, turn away what needs to be turned away, take stock in your life, check our lives and start building our relationship with him.
because the days are at hand. So I thank you for listening to this message and I pray that the Lord will expound further and more in you and for you. And I would like to invite you right now to join us at our Sing and Pour Prayer celebration that is happening at 8 p.m. EST. It is a prayer call of the Holy Spirit. And all you have to do is just to join right on radio, um, Telegram main channel. The live stream is right there. Just click on the button that says join and you will be there with us. So, Father, I thank you for the word, and I, I just ask, O oh Lord, that you continue to, to um, build upon it, Lord, and cause it to grow, cause it to, to mature in us and in our lives, Lord. Let it be fruitful in our lives so that we be aligned, O oh Lord, um, for the furtherance of your kingdom, to be a joy and a partaker, God, of all that you're doing uh, for the outpouring of your kingdom upon this earth. Lord, let us be, Lord, a vessels of your glory. Let us be a partaker of your glory, O oh God, to demonstrate that your word is true, that your light is true. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So I thank you, everyone, for listening. I'll see you soon. Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio.